0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm, very good. Two percent. I'm getting used to the two percent. So today is Monday, May 17th, and I am out in the Great Barber again. Uh, We bought a Wi-Fi extender and it seems to be working beautifully. So not only can I record out here now and enjoy my mornings in the great barber. It's a little bit um what we have a storm coming in this in this afternoon so it's a little bit turbulent. There's a breeze blowing. You can probably hear my greek chimes. Um, but now I can work out here too and so that'll be nice bring the laptop out here and. Sometimes I've thought, well, you know, I could just work out here without internet gasp, but (laughs) who really wants to do that anyway? Inevitably, I end up needing something on the internet. So, um, today, the fashion accoutrements, I have my beautiful new Safwa jacket. Isn't that nice? Beautiful logo. It's got the star deity on the back, which I don't think I can show you. Hmm. Let me see if I can pause. Okay, I had to stand up to do this. So now I'll turn my back. See, so it's got a hoodie and then it's got the star deity on the back. Isn't that pretty? Okay, I'm going to pause again for scraping of chairs. Okay. I don't think Leslie Penelope's listening to the show anymore. She mentioned she'd fallen off of it. And, uh, But if she did, she would probably make fun of my editing. I stopped listening to hers because of my whole Google Music thing. Well, (laughs) and Podbean. So I discovered that my phone was totally running out of storage, which I didn't understand. And it turned out that Podbean had like sucked up all of the memory. And I was using Podbean to listen to. Leslie's podcast and that was pretty much it. So then I've started trying to listen to it through our website, but it hasn't been working as well. And then you get behind. <laughs> I know some of you like glom mine like evergreen comes in and gloms after a couple of months. I guess I could do that. Um, earrings today are these are fun, aren't they? I tend to forget to wear these definitely major dangly very large. Um, big long silver wire simple wire and then with a diamond shaped sort of I think it's um, ceramic very thin ceramic disc at the end with a gold a gold splatter. Maybe there's an artistic word for that but you know like um, it's almost like if you were doing spackling over the top you know like that painting technique. So red with gold these were given to me by the uh, the boss and friend I was talking about that I went to viecas with I was amused because like the viecas tourism industry twitter started following me or instagram one of those I always think it's funny when one of those starts following and you're like you know that was kind of a one off but hey welcome I never do those posts like other people do. Know, like welcome new followers. Although sometimes I feel like I should because it's like if you followed me for travel tips about vehicles uh, I mostly tweet about books and <laughs> that's where I get stuck. It's like what do I mostly tweet about I don't know washcloths I had a long conversation on facebook over the weekend about washcloths and I did go and buy thin washcloths. I finally decided that's and I'm going to use a fresh one every day which does feel princessy but um that's what I think it's going to be better. Um and I went to bed bath and beyond it got like the cheaply package as many people recommended you know and what's funny on those things and I know I've mentioned it before is that there are inevitably the people who comment who give you answers to a question you did not ask. What is this about human nature? I mean or is it the internet? I I can't figure it out um because I said in my post very specifically that I've gotten a new skincare routine and part of it's because I'm doing this video um and part of it's because I'm on zoom so much I started wearing foundation. So I've been using I've never been a washcloth person. I feel like there are washcloth people do you guys know what I mean I've just never been a washcloth user but what I the routine that I'm using now to make sure that I really get my skin clean out of the foundation because I never wore it before uh I need the washcloth. uh the splash splash method doesn't work and but then I was re I was keeping like the same washcloth for a week and it was getting fusty smelling and. It seemed that the consensus was a lot of people said that they just use a fresh washcloth every way every day and to get the very thin ones, that's the thick ones that retain too much moisture. And get that fusty smell. I had a lot of people giving me unsolicited advice on how to like clean my washer and use bleach and on my towels and everything. But it's and and people in the south and I was like no I live in the desert this isn't normally a problem and I don't have this problem with anything else. It's only the washcloth that I'm letting air dry and not many other people were going as long as I was not a full week. Um, but then someone else had to weigh in and say uh, that she like just washes her face in the shower and massages with the very tips of her fingers and that her doctor says she her dermatologist says she has the complexion of a 30 year old. I was like okay (laughs) not what I asked but congratulations. Just a funny thing. I think people just love to give advice and so if they've got piece of advice that doesn't actually fit the question. They'll just offer it anyway you know and it's like that. a few other people did that suggested different makeup wipes and it's like no I've used those little makeup microfiber things and I didn't feel like they worked for what I wanted but so let's see um I was gonna say something else about that. Oh no Birdie singing. Uh, we do have a special shout out today to uh, my agency sister Vanessa Riley has a new book out and I am not gonna be able to show you guys the cover but I will put it on the um, show notes but it's a um, historical romance and she, she and I are both with Sarah Younger at Nancy Yost Literary Agency and this is called an Earl, the Girl, and the Toddler. It's a uh, book in the Rogues and Remarkable Women series. And let's see, I was trying to find where they. So, this is what they say a, Acclaimed author Vanessa Riley, who's a very sweet person, too. They didn't say that. I said that. Uh, infuses the ballroom settings of Regency, England with hints of. Demerara island and jamaican and flair in rogues and remarkable women her series revolving around the widow's grace a secret society of widows battling society to regain their positions and a chance at love everlasting in this sweeping swoonworthy second installment a shipwrecked woman searches for her memories and become oh you know i love me an amnesia story that was me <laughs> it, I have to pause here because uh, I think Laura Darnell said that she likes my traumatic readings. I, I hope I don't sound sarcastic. It's just I can't help it with the way these things are written now. I feel like it needs that voiceover quality. So but then you can also hear my asides right. Okay so a, a shipwrecked woman searches for her memories and becomes entangled with a conflicted nobleman who holds more answers than he realizes. Vanessa O'Reilly tackles race and women's rights through a historical lens like no one else spotlighting the whitewashed history of black people in Regency era England ideal for the Bridgerton binge washer watcher or washer. Uh, an earl the girl and a toddler is a moving tale of two people willing to love at all costs. Um, that came out at the end of April so you can get it now I will put. Uh, link in the show notes and the cover and so forth here's the actual about the novel blurb masterminded by the tons most clever countess the secret society the widow's grace helps ill-treated widows gain their reputations their families and even find true love again or perhaps for the very first time surviving a shipwreck en route to london from jamaica was just the start of personal made jemina saint moore's nightmare i'm hoping jemina i want to read it like jemima and that's wrong it's maybe it's Gemina. j-e-m-i-n-a jemina Gemina. let's go with jemina saint moore's nightmare suffering from amnesia she was separated from anyone who might know her and imprisoned in bedlam she was freed only because barrister daniel thackeray lord ashbrook was convinced to betray the one thing he holds dear the law desperate to unearth her true identity Jemina's only option is to work outside the law which means staying steps ahead of the formidable daniel no matter how strongly she is drawn to him Married only by proxy now widowed by shipwreck Daniel is determined to protect to protect his little stepdaughter aha the toddler charlotte from his family's scandalous reputation that's why he has dedicated himself not just to the law but to remaining as proper and upstanding and boring as can be but the closer he becomes to the mysterious alluring Gemina the more Daniel is tempted to break the very rules to which he has dedicated his life as ruthless adversaries close in will the truth require him and Gemina to sacrifice their one chance at happiness. I'm gonna say no I'm gonna say no that they are going to find their one chance at happiness plus toddler charlotte it actually sounds fantastic. Um, so, uh, you know, few things are better than I have a very soft spot in my heart for, uh, the Caribbean sailing and all the better if it's a more reasonable rep- representation of all of the people involved. Not just virginal white heiresses who somehow find themselves abor- aboard pirate ships which happened distressingly often. Um, <laughs> according to the 80s romances it was amazing how often they ended up on boards pirate ships. Ah. so um, I was very happy last week I did get my 15,000 word week on Bright Familiar. I've passed midpoint. It's not what I thought it would be. So goes life. So goes writing. Uh but I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> I it was funny because I said to Dorinda, um I said, you know, she said, Well it it seems like it's flowing much better for you now. And I said, Yeah, I stopped fighting it. And I said, But you know, there's like way more sexy times in the Arcanium and so forth then I thought that this book was going to be about and she's kind of giving me this look she's nodding because we're on zoom together and I said um and I'm worried that I mean do you feel like that fits the promise of the first book and she's like yes what's what's the question (laughs) I was like okay all right I just (laughs) wanted to check uh there, there will be much more um conflict in the second half of the book. But the first part has really been a whole lot about Gabriel and Nick figuring their shit out as it were. Now I kind of want to write an amnesia story. What is it about amnesia stories? It's like I don't know. Hmm. So uh, wow Wi-Fi extender is working just great isn't it this is awesome. Um, oh, I know what I was gonna say. I, I do want to link to um David Gochran's newsletter. I think I can I think I can link to it. Um otherwise you might have to sign up to read it. But uh he sends out a newsletter on Fridays. It always has some interesting information, especially for people who are self publishing. Uh but for trend writers too, because he talks a whole lot about visibility on Amazon and useful stuff. And this would be for for any writer but I think readers would be interested as well to some extent um and it was interesting because he was thinking along the same lines I was uh as far as newsletters because I was mentioning how um assistant Corrine got so aggravated that she uh was getting those newsletters from authors that had re on the subject line as if they were replying to her. And I was, I was talking, I don't remember if it was Friday or what, but I was saying that, you know, if you're trying to trick your readers, you're, you're not building the best relationship. And then David Gochran, uh, wrote this very succinct article that's probably far better than how I put it, where he said that. Excuse me. He said that he had, during the pandemic he had signed up for newsletters from these different clothing companies because he had ended up buying so much clothing online and that he had signed up for their newsletters for one reason or another. Um, usually because they offered him a discount if he would and he thought oh well sure I'll I'll take your discount and he said sometimes he wasn't buying the clothes right then. And, you know, he said sometimes he might have been waiting to see if they like went on a deeper sale or, you know, something like that. And he said that he noticed that all of these clothing companies were using email marketing exactly the same way and that it was universally terrible because he said they immediately began emailing him daily, if not multiple times per day. And I can vouch that this has happened for me too. I mean, like even my favorite uh, places to buy stuff from, I have ended up unsubscribing and spam blocking their emails because, and and he points this out because he, and he's pretty analytical about this kind of thing, but he looked at what they were doing and that they were, in fact, I think I saved it so I could probably just speak. Oh no, I moved it. Oh, well, I, I did save it, but I'd have to find it, but that they would, oh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to pause. Okay. I found it, but it wasn't worth the pause. Um, he does have a funny tweet on it, which maybe I'll just try to embed, but, uh, he said that they all have the same approach to marketing. Now I am going to reference it, uh, dangle discounts to get a sign up. Great. Offer discount code immediately. Good. And then email every single day repeating the same offer please stop (laughs) and he said that what they're doing is is they are maximizing going for that immediate sale as opposed to building a relationship which is what we were talking about right. Um, This marketing approach where you are maximizing that momentary contact the sale of that book and then sacrificing your relationship with the reader. It's just not it's not smart and I mean for a clothing company bad idea. For an author terrible idea because we're not in the business of selling one book Uh, we're not even in the business of selling one series if you want a career if you want um to be in business for a while then you have to have readers who come back for book after book and that's uh well the by tricking your readers by emailing them all the time with the exact same offer without providing uh, good value. It's just you might rethink your strategy if you're doing that. And readers, if you're getting that from authors, uh, don't, don't put up with it. I mean, that, that's how things change is if you, if you feed that back and unsubscribe. And then if they don't unsubscribe you, that's a real problem. Never report their asses. All right. I am going to get to work today. Um, garden is looking pretty, just about got it there going to get some stuff finished up today. Um, I will remind you all first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye.